Amen. Tell the person next to you today is Freedom Day. Now say it again to the person next to you. Say today is Freedom Day. Amen. Do you believe that? Come on. Don't you love the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Don't you love King Jesus? He's the only King that saves, by the way. Amen. You're welcome to be seated. Won't you give the worship team just a God bless you? And, uh, you know, I just want to give thanks to God. You know, in our first service, <laughs> I am surprised what God is busy doing in this hour. I am just amazed of how the Lord is moving and how the Lord's just adding and what the Lord is busy doing in this time. It is a good time to be alive, by the way. Uh, save me the blood. Save me the blood speaks. I want to speak to you this morning. We're going to get into that. And uh, you guys can maybe just uh, get that prop ready. Um, what I want to do this morning, I want to, the Lord started to speak to me about the uh, I, the I Am series. And he, and he said, it's time that we need to teach you again, not just who you are, but who He is and what He has accomplished for you. Who of you know, can I just say this? Who of you know that if He has set you free, you cannot stay in that that is bounding you or you cannot stay in that that has kept you in bondage. If He's freed you from sin, you can't stay in touch of it. If He's freed you from evil, you can't stay in touch of it. If He's freed you from a divorce, you can't stay in touch of it. If He's freed you from cancer, you can't stay in touch of it. If He's freed you from sickness, you can't stay in stuck of it. If He's freed you from a lack of identity, you can't stay there. Are you there? Whatever He's freed you from, you can't stay in touch with. Come on, are you guys? Come on, say, just save me. There's power in the blood. And as they bring the prop, I want you to understand that there is no way to the entrance to the kingdom of God except through the blood. The blood speaks a better word than Abel did. And I want you to understand this morning, the, the blood has a voice. Come on, Empower, are you there? Come on, otherwise I'm going to make you stand. We're going to break this atmosphere open because this is, I don't know about you, but we have an open heaven. Daru's heavens were not shut. Deliverance is still the same. The blood that saved yesterday can save still today. The blood that saved yesterday can still save tomorrow. It is a redeeming blood. It is a saving blood. It is a purchasing blood. Come on, are you guys okay? And so this morning, as I say, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter number 10, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. In other words, the weapons we have received is not from this, from the flesh realm. Because we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. And so we have to understand we serve a kingdom that is spiritual, but has physical demonstrations. And if we understand that we have been purchased by the blood, we cannot stay in touch with the things of this world. Let me say that again. You might be an alien and a pilgrim in this world, but if you have been purchased by the blood, redeemed by the blood, we have to understand that the blood of Jesus Christ, I like to say it like this, the blood of Jesus Christ is the strongest detergent that there is. It doesn't just saves you, it heals you. It doesn't just heals you, it restores you. It doesn't just restores you, it redeems you. There's nothing like the blood. Come and say with me, there's nothing like the blood. And so this morning, I want to I encourage you, I, I look at how people worship. When you're in this church, know that your hands must be connected to your heart and your hands must be connected to your legs. When we worship the Lord, we stand in this church and we worship the Lord with everything we've got. Amen. I want to say to you, if I, 
I love you as your father, but if I see you sitting while we worship, I'm going to take your chair. You stand in the presence of the king. You worship God in the presence of the king. We don't sit when a, listen, when the president, when a president walks in, you stand whether you like him or not. It's called honor. Are you there? And so as the people of God know it this morning, and I, I, I say this because one of the weapons that we have received is worship. One of the weapons we have received is praise. The Bible says one day every knee will bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So when you come to church on a Sunday, be worship ready. Be praise ready. Are you guys there? Otherwise I'll tell the ushers to go get those chairs. Those people don't need them. They can go sit in the car outside. No, when you're in the house of the Lord, my house shall be called a house of praise and worship and prayer. Come on, give Jesus some praise and some honor. Yeah, come on, empower. Your victory is on the other side of where you sit at. Are you there? If we do nothing for, come on. Are you guys okay? We have to understand that why do we worship Him? Why do we praise Him? He's worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be adored. Come on. We are not a normal church. I don't, there's nothing about us that wants to be normal. We want to be a church that takes territory for the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus was not ashamed of us. How can we be ashamed of Him? Are you guys okay? No, we worship Him of everything that has breath. Let Him praise the Lord. I love you, but I tell you the truth. So the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. Above your neighbors say, we okay. We were standing while we were worshiping. Are you there? So if you, are, if you stood while you worship, I'm not talking to you. But if you sat, don't sit again. When you come here, you worship God, right? Come and tell your neighbor, I'm a worshiper. We worship as you. Amen. And so, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for the pulling down of stronghold. Do you know, I just want to go on with this just for a moment. I feel the Holy Spirit on this. It is a worshiper that took the giants out. It is a worshiper. Worship takes the giants out. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for the pulling down of stronghold. The weapons, one of the first weapons we've received is the blood. The blood of Jesus Christ is a weapon. Because it is the blood that is used to give you entrance into the kingdom. Please note, Jesus did not come to set up a religion. Please note, He never came to set up Christianity. He came to set up a kingdom. It is the kingdom of God that He came to demonstrate. When John the Baptist said, let your kingdom come, Jesus said, let the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And He demonstrated the kingdom, right? Are you guys there? So there's power in the blood. Save me, there's power in the blood. I want you to get it this morning. You have to know that why did Jesus come? And I, and I just want you to understand this very simply. Because when Adam and Eve sinned, death got power. Death was created and death was there right from the beginning. But death had no power if sin wasn't present. So sin empowered death, right? And so Jesus needed to come as a sinless man, taking the sins of the world upon him, live a life free from sin and sinless in obedience to God. And therefore he qualified to go to the cross. He was not a, he's not a man like us. He's not born like we were born. In the, in the, what I mean by that is Jesus was born of God. 
Well, you and I are born from a woman. And even though Jesus was born in a woman, we understand this, the seed that created Him in Mary's womb was the seed from the Holy Spirit. In other words, a man like you cannot save you. A man with blood like you can't save you. You need somebody else that has blood not like you to save you. Come on, do you understand what I'm busy saying here this morning? Thank you for Jesus. There's power in the blood, I tell you. So you have to know that Jesus, what what did Jesus do? So when Jesus died on the cross, He destroyed the power of death by destroying the power of sin. So the blood destroys the power of sin. That's why the scripture says, how can it be that a Christian says they are a Christian and still continue sinning? It is impossible. The Bible says it is impossible for for a son and a daughter to say that they are a Christian and still remain in sin. Come on, are you there? Then it's, no, the truth is of a person that wants to remain in sin, then it's rather the truth is that they are in the church, but they are not in the kingdom. Because nobody born of God can remain in sin. Come on, are you there? You can't habitually keep on sinning and claim we know God. Come on, guys, are you okay? Come on, just give Jesus Christ 10 seconds of praise here. Save me the blood speaks a better word. And so if you look at the Old Testament and the New Testament, the great difference between the two is in the Old Testament is shadows and types. So in the Old Testament, we find shadows and types for what is going to be fulfilled in the New Testament. Now in the Old Testament, when somebody sinned, what happened is a goat or a heifer or a cow, whatever, was slaughtered because the blood speaks in the spiritual realm. Let me, let me put this out to you this morning that you can understand. Even the demonic world understands the power of blood. That's why the ancestors and that's why Satanists and that's why certain religions, they use blood as an economy in the spiritual realm. Why? They understand this power in the blood. Are you guys okay? Do you understand what I'm saying? Is it too much for a second? So the point is that the blood speaks in the spiritual realm. And you have a blood that speaks on your behalf. It's the blood of Jesus. Now in the Old Testament, what happened was this, that as they slaughtered the goat, the cow, whatever, we understood that that blood then spoke for the sins of the past. Because the blood in the Old Testament could only speak for your past sins. What changes the blood of Jesus or more, what makes the blood of Jesus Christ unique is that Jesus Christ's blood speaks for the past, It speaks for the present and it speaks for the future. So your sins of the past gets changed by the blood. Your sins of the now gets healed by the blood. And the sins of the present is paid for already by the blood. That doesn't give us a license to sin because they that know God does not stay habitually in sin. No, understanding true grace is staying free from sin. Grace is not a license to sin. Grace is a license not to sin. Come on, guys. Are you, are, you, are you with me this morning? And so you have to understand if we don't enter the kingdom by the blood, you cannot enter the kingdom because you have to accept the blood. And so the blood sets us free. The blood breaks the yoke. The blood destroys the chains. 
The blood destroys the power of sin and death and hell. It's the blood that speaks. Because Jesus came. You see, um, when Satan made, made Adam and Eve fell, and I told you this before, the reason why they fell is because Adam was successful in his, uh, uh, Satan was decept- successful in his deception of Eve. Because Eve didn't know the word. She misquoted the word. She misunderstood the word and Satan saw a gap. And because Eve misquoted the word and misapplied the word, as said in Genesis chapter number two, Satan added to the word and he said, no, you don't, you don't need to worry. God knows that if you eat of the fruit, you will be like God. He adds to it. How can a man be deceived in this hour? It's very simple. Misappropriation and misapplication of the word of the Lord. The average Christian today don't even read the Bible properly. We have to be a people again that doesn't just hear the word, we have to do the word. James 1.22, it says, don't be hearers, be doers of the word, not deceiving yourselves. In other words, there's a group of people that can hear the word, but unless they do the word, God will do nothing for them. We have to apply the word. You see, you can, let me explain it like this. You can say soap has got no power. You can let soap stand here. For example, I can, I can put a bar of soap here right now and I can say, ah, oh, this, this soap has got no power. And if I leave the soap on that on the pulpit, you're, you're quite right, that soap has got no power. Because if it, if, it just, if it just stands there unapplied, it has no power. But if you take this soap and you mix it with water and you start to apply it on your body, very quickly you understand that the soap do have power. The power of the soap is in its application. You can, st- you can be your whole life in church, but unless you apply the blood to your life, you will never understand the true power that the blood carries in and of itself. The blood has to be applied. Then it starts to break chains. It starts to break yokes. It starts to break fetters. It starts to break bondages. Why? There's power in the blood. Come on, give Jesus Christ 10 seconds of praise here. And so again, I say you are a spirit, you have a soul and you live in a body. And so you have to know that the blood gives you access, but the spirit changes your nature. The blood gives you access to the kingdom, but it's the spirit of God that shifts your nature. You are no longer an old creation, but a new creation in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. The Bible says new creation. What does that mean? It means that you've never walked the planet before. You are absolutely brand new. Now, what am I saying to you this morning? I'm saying to you, He delivers by the blood. And if He delivers by the blood, you cannot stay in touch with bondage. If He delivers you from Egypt, don't stay in touch with it. The problem is this with many Christians, and this was the problem with the Israelites as well. God delivered them from Egypt, but their hearts were still connected. And so even though their feet were removed from Egypt, their hearts stayed behind. Can I say to you this morning, one of the worst things you can do in Christianity is let your feet move, but your heart don't. No, your heart has to move with your feet. Come on, are you guys okay? Because where does the attack come? It, Satan attacks the mind vehemently. Because as a man thinks, so is he present tense. So if you're already thinking defeat, you will live defeat. If you're already thinking that you're going to lose, you are right, you are then a loser. 
If you're really thinking that that sickness will have dominance in your life, then it shall be so. Whatever you put your faith to and your trust to will manifest. That's why the Bible says, trust in the Lord of all of your heart. Lean not into your own understanding. Acknowledge Him in all of your ways and He shall direct your path. Are you there? Job 3.25 says this. It says, do not fear what Job feared because whatever Job feared came to him. You have to understand the currency of the kingdom of darkness is fear. The currency of the kingdom of God is faith. Fear is such a strong devil that it needs three things from the kingdom to break. Sound mind. Power. I have not given you a spirit of fear, but one of love, power, and a sound mind. The only thing that breaks fear, the spirit of fear, is love, sound mind, and power. If you mix the three things together in the kingdom, it breaks the spirit of fear. Come on. Just give Jesus some praise. Come on in power. Listen, I want everybody to stand. I'm not going to try to break this atmosphere in preaching. You give Jesus Christ a shout of praise, please. Come, everybody to your feet. Everybody to your feet. Break this atmosphere. Are you want to choose to be free in this day? Come on, break this atmosphere. Break it open. Break it open. Come on, Christians. He wants to heal you. He wants to change you. He wants to free you. But it's a choice. Come on, give Jesus Christ a loud shout of praise, a massive shout. Come on, come on, come on, shout like victorious people. Give God a shout of praise. Come on, one, two, three, give Him a praise offering. Well, come on, come on, come on, come on. Listen, as you're busy standing, I want you to understand something here. We're not, I'm, not, I'm not fooling when I'm doing these things. There's principalities around us that wants to keep you bound. And when we start to speak about the blood, we get resistance. You know why? Because they understand in the spiritual realm. It's principalities, powers, wickedness of high places, rulers of the darkness. Now, if you understand anything about the kingdom of darkness, let me just give you an understanding here very quickly. We are in the northern side of Pretoria. Here is a principality called Belal. Belal is the principality that says, I will not be ruled. Nobody will tell me what to do. It is an unruly devil. Under that power sits Jezebel. Under that Jezebel sits witchcraft. Under that, under witchcraft sits poverty, sits lewdness, sits idolatry, sits drunkenness. So I know what's happening in the spiritual realm around me. So that's why I'm saying to you, Christians, you have to choose your freedom. And you have to understand that there's a God that lives inside of you. His name is the Holy Spirit. And unless we choose to be free, we will live our whole lives bound. No, choose this morning. It's not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. Are you there? Just give Jesus. Come on. I want us to give Him praise.
greater is He that's in you than he that's in the world. You have a blood that speaks on your behalf that breaks every chain, every fetter. Come on. We are Christians and we are a stronghold. As you are standing, I want to explain to you something. The word Ecclesia is the word church, right? The word Ecclesia is not a churchy name. It is a military name. It was given to a group of people. Guys, just fix the conference monitor. It was given to a group of people that were there to take over. The word Ecclesia, the word Ek means out. The word Kaleo means called. The word Ek out, the word called, Kaleo called. It means ones that are called to go into the world. Please know Jesus says go into all the world. He doesn't say go into the church areas. No, he says all the world. Why all the world? Because he wants Christians to penetrate the business realm. He wants Christians to penetrate education. He wants Christians to penetrate medicine. He wants Christians to penetrate every sphere of society. Why? This is not a, a incy wincy teensy yellow dot bikini thing. This is a hostile takeover. Come on. What do you think the gospel is? The gospel is a takeover. How? By the blood, by the power of the Christ that lives inside of me. It is not to be negotiated. This is a takeover. Are you guys with me? Are you there? And that's why I tell you, you can't negotiate your freedom. You can't settle for sickness. No, to hell with sickness, to hell with poverty, to hell with brokenness. This is not who we are. We are sons and daughters of the Most High God. I have been bought by the blood. Yeah, come on. I should be in freedom. I should walk in deliverance. I should all be whole, mind, body, and soul. Are you there? So your pastor is not crazy. I'm, I understand the spiritual realm, and I understand that there is a commodity called the blood. Are you there? See, why does the atmosphere shift now and get open? Because the devil understands. If there's so many people filling a room, and they understand this, he has lost all grip. He has lost his power. Why? Blood. Right now, right now, Father, I pray right now in this place, I bind every devil in this place. Every devil in this place over my people, Father. Right now in the name of Jesus. This church is a place of freedom and deliverance. And we will settle for nothing less. Healing will be here. Restoration will be here. Freedom will be here. We are sons and daughters of freedom. We are not yet to negotiate nor discuss things that we've been bought for and by, by, bought by. No, we've been bought by the blood. Healing has been bought by the blood. Redemption has been bought by the blood. Pastors, you better pray in the Spirit. Father, I want to pray right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we understand one thing in this morning. The Lord, that our freedom is not to be negotiated. Even in this area, Lord, in this 
day again. We establish the kingdom of the Lord our God. We establish the kingdom of the one that calls himself Emmanuel, Prince of Peace, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. We bind the spirits that wants to dominate and control this area in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I bind the spirits, Lord, that wants to come against your people in this hour. And we say to you, we give you the notice of eviction in this day in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is not us that speak against you. It is the blood that speaks a better word. It is the blood that speaks freedom. It is the blood that dictates freedom in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, to you be all the glory and all the honor now and forevermore. To Jesus be the glory. To Jesus be the honor. To Jesus be the praise both now and forevermore. We exalt Him as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Give Jesus Christ a praise offering. Come on. It's by the blood. Say with me, it's by the blood. I'll give Jesus 10 seconds of praise. It's by the blood. You can be seated. We are not here. I'm not going to discuss your freedom with the devil. No, I'm passionate about your freedom. He bought that freedom. He went to a cross of that. And so we're not going to discuss that. No. The Bible says you have been ransomed by the blood. You have been bought by the blood. When Jesus stepped onto the planet, he stepped into Satan's slave market. They called it agrizo in the, in, the, in the Greek language, and it spoke about you and I being in bondage. Then Jesus Christ stepped into it. He said, ex agrizo, I want to take them out of the, the slave market. Then Satan saw, hey, 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 Jesus really wants his people. And Jesus needed to pay the demanded price. In the Greek, it's the word lutros. Jesus had to pay the demanded price. What was the price? His blood. But what the devil didn't know is that with the shedding of the blood, Jesus was going to destroy the power of death, the power of sin, the power of hell, and the power of the grave. You see, when that drop fell from, started to fall from him, you have to understand something started to happen in the, in the spiritual world. Jesus was not redoing the Old Testament. He was fulfilling the Old Testament and writing the new covenant. How did he write the new covenant? In his blood. Are you with me? And if it's written in the blood, it cannot be blotted out. Come on guys, are you there? And so a soul that does not believe in the power of the blood, that soul will never inherit eternal life. You have to receive the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Your Bible mentions sin 447 times. Do you know that your Bible, as your Bible mentions sin 447 times, do you know your Bible mentions the blood 447 times? Do you know that your Bible mentions that do not fear 365 times? Do you know that there's 365 days in a year? Do you know that Jesus received 39 stripes plus a couple? Do you know that there's 39 divisions of sicknesses in the, in the world? 
don't tell me God is not a God in specifics. No, 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 no. He said 447 times, every time my people sin, there's blood for them available to rescue them from that that they've sinned from. For every day of the year, He says to you, do not fear. And for every division that you, of sickness you might ever have, He says, I've taken a blow for that. You have to stand, understand that with each strike that He received on His back, He took out a whole division of sickness. Like arthritis, lupus, all of these things that destroys the joints. You have to understand, He takes a blow, He, takes, he wipes it all out. Don't tell me Jesus doesn't heal. No, He heals. <laughs> Come on, are you there? He's the healer. He's the restorer. He's the redeemer. He's my best friend. That's what He is. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the everlasting Father. He is called Mighty God. He is called God with us. He is called Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Adonai. We are not confused who He is. Come on, are you guys okay? Save me this power in the blood. And so the, the blood, you have to understand, in, in, uh, in Colossians chapter number 2, verse number 13, the Scripture speaks about that there was a penalty if people were guilty. If people were guilty of sins, what would have happened is their sins would have been written against the door. And the captive will stay inside until somebody brought them out of that cell. The Bible says He wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us. How did He write out, have, wipe out the handwriting of requirements that was against us? He did it by the cross. In other words, He paid the price. I want you to understand something. If He redeemed you from something, you cannot stay in touch with it. If He bought you from something, so what did He do? He bought you from captivity. And as I said in the first service, I'll say in this service, there is a difference between being a prisoner and being a captive. When you are a captive, you have no rights. When you are a prisoner, for example, if you, if you break a law in South Africa and you go to prison, you are a prisoner, but you're still in the system and the, the law system will still look after you. But when you are taken captive in war, you have no rights. They remove your rights from you because you're a prisoner of war. Now the Bible says in Ephesians chapter number 6, the war that we have is not one against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, and wickedness of high places. In other words, this is not a physical fight. The person next to you, the person in front of you, the person behind you, they are not your problem. What is the problem is the spirit that is behind it. Come on, are you there? What makes me whole again? Nothing like the blood of Jesus. Come on, can you say that? What makes me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus, as I said, let me, let me just let you understand this. The blood of Jesus is so powerful that it speaks for you, as I say, past, present, and future. So you haven't even gone yet where the blood has already made the way forward. You haven't even reached the places where the blood has spoken for you. You see, this is, I want to throw out this, that you understand this. Please understand what I'm going to say now. 
the value of every single person sitting in this building is the amount of blood that there is in you. If you don't have blood in your body, you're not going to be here. Hello? The blood inside of us tells us you're alive. If you are not, if you don't have blood in your body, you're not alive. But if I, if, if I take myself now and I drown all the blood out of this body, then my life is equal to the blood, right? Come on, are you guys okay? This is too heavy. If all the blood that goes out of me, my life is equal to the blood. If you remove the blood, there's no life. Now, let's apply it to, the, to Jesus. Jesus, your worth is the blood of Jesus. So your value is the blood. Romans chapter number 8, verse number 32 says this. How, how, can we, how can we even understand this? Quickly throw up Romans 8, 32 for me. That God would not spare His own Son, but give Him up for us all. What type of love is this? Romans 8, 32, guys. Quickly throw it up. The, the Bible speaks about that. It says that how, how can it be? For he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? The point is if you have Jesus, you have healing. If you have Jesus, you have provision. If you have Jesus, you have your freedom. All you need to do is to get Jesus. Oh, come on. So again I say, if a man, a man like you cannot save you. He was, he was not born of a man, he was born of God. Hence he can save us as he's not born like us. His blood gives us access, his spirit changes our nature. If I am born again, I must live according to my new nature. The Bible says this, Hebrews 10 verse number 4, For it is not possible that blood of bulls and goats should take away sins. Can't. Colossians 1.14 says this, In whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. Colossians 1.20 says this, And having made peace through His blood. You see, Christianity is the only religion. It's the only one. And it's not a religion, it's a relationship. But it's the only one where its founder died for its people. Christians, listen to me this morning. He became so that you can become. He became my sin so I can become His righteousness. He became condemned that I may be free. He became so I can become. The gospel is summarized in what He became so that I could become. But the gospel doesn't end with the cross. The gospel goes further than the cross. How do I mean? You cannot just stop at the cross and what He did for you. No, from the cross He went to the grave. The grave He emptied. Then He descended into hell. He took the power away. He ascended and is seated at the right hand of the Father. So this is the full path of Christianity. You start at the cross. You get forgiven at the cross. Then from the cross, you have to die to self, and that's death in the grave. You have to die to your old man. You have to die to your sinful nature. You have to die to your flesh. It's called sanctification. 
but then you have to start to live out your identity as a son and daughter of God and you should start to destroy the works of hell and death and the grave and the power of the devil why because it is the anointing that breaks the yoke from there you have to understand that you are going to ascend to be of him one day it is a lifelong calling of changing into the image of the sun where does it start it starts with the blood come on are you there so let me summarize like this and I want you to understand this this is extremely important that you get it when Jesus poured out his blood he hangs upon the cross if you want to understand that Jesus took your place there's so many so many uh, pictures of Jesus taking the places of the guilty he stands next to Barabbas one of the first times by the way Barabbas is guilty he's a thief the man is a thug he's a prisoner he's not even he doesn't even want Jesus Jesus says leave leave Barabbas take me we saw that same principle in the garden of Gethsemane he says leave the disciples take me how do we know he's asked the question who are you looking for Jesus of Nazareth he says I am he now let this go so we see the picture of him being taken the whole time it starts in the garden it goes to Barabbas it says leave Barabbas take me he hangs on the cross one thief recognizes him one thief doesn't recognize him again he says with me today I'll tell you the truth you will be with me in paradise come on are you guys you understand then he has descends into the into the abyss there in the abyss there in the abyss he starts to preach the word of the Lord and he says hey I am the one that they told you about here am I and he leads a train of captives out of there you have to know that the blood speaks come on are you with me this morning and so let me summarize and say it like this if the blood delivers us we cannot be undelivered if the blood heals us we have to contend for our healing if the blood frees us we have to contend for our freedom if he's paid for it you can't not want it you have to say yes to it let me say it like this I feel led to say it to you this morning like this one of the worst things right now in this world is carnal Christians Christians that are bloodless Christians that don't want to sacrifice they want comfort a bloodless gospel is not the gospel at all listen I can preach for you and I can tell you he's gonna bless you everything is gonna be fine I can say all these things to you which is true the blessing of the Lord does rest but it's conditional the favor of the Lord does exist but again it's conditional you can't stay in touch of that what he's freed you from and still say I am free you have to have to start to hate what he hates and love what he loves what does he hate he hates sin but he loves the sinner he hates bondage he hates it why he gave his son to set you free 
And so as we're going to go through this September, I'm going to teach you to stay free. To get free. To be free. And to walk in freedom. And more important, to set others free. Let me end with, the, with this thought in your, in your heart this morning. You have to understand that healed people heal. Let me say it again. Healed people heal. People with a testimony sets free. Because if you have been in a place of whatever and He has set you free, you can tell other people about the freedom that you have accessed. And you can set other people free. If He has healed you from anything, that means He can do it again. That's why the Bible says, and I'll close with this thought, that's why the Bible says, do not listen. Do not listen to that that is around you. Listen to the testimony. Let them be your counselors. Guys, quickly Google that. It's in Psalm. It says, my, my, my counselors, my testimonies are my counsel, or my counselors are my testimonies, and they are my delight. It's in Psalms. I want you to understand that because as you sit here, you have a testimony. Are you guys okay? Psalm? Psalm 119 verse 24. We quickly put that up. I just want them to see that. Psalm 119 verse 24. Your testimonies also are my delight and my, and and my counselors. Your testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. I want you to see something here. Your life wants to counsel you. Your circumstances want to speak to you. Right? But you've got something stronger. You've got a testimony. And it speaks a better word. It speaks a better word. Last thought. I hope you can save me revelation. I hope you can catch this. Just change the tune. Come and get this uh, prop for me, please. Uh, Save me revelation. The Bible records that Abel and Cain, that Abel got murdered by Cain, right? Come on, are you, are you remember that portion of Scripture? And the Bible says that when Abel died, he was dead already. And then the Bible says that God says, He comes to Cain and He asks Cain this question. He says, Cain, what have you done to Abel? Where is, where is Abel? And Cain answers and he says this, Am I my brother's keeper? But I want you to see something here. Abel is already dead. But his blood is still speaking. What am I saying to you? I'm saying to you, the blood of Jesus Christ speaks. It speaks on your behalf. And it speaks a better word. It speaks a word of freedom. It speaks a word of deliverance. It speaks a word of healing. 
It speaks a word of restoration. It speaks a word of redemption. It speaks a word of power. The blood of Jesus speaks on our behalf. We have got something better than the law of Moses. We have the blood of Jesus Christ. We have something better than the Old Testament. We have the blood of Jesus Christ. I have got something better than my past. It is the blood of Jesus Christ. I've got something even better better than my future. It is the blood of Jesus Christ. My sins has been washed away as far as the east is from the west. My identity has changed. My future has changed. Why? By the blood of Jesus Christ. Come on, stand to your feet and give Him all the glory and all the honor and all the praise, both now and forevermore. Come on, empower. Just give Him some praise this morning. Give Him some honor. Save me, the blood speaks on my behalf. There's nothing like the blood. The blood makes me free. Now we're going to declare some stuff this morning as you're standing. We're going to declare that the blood of Jesus sets you free from bondage. The blood of Jesus Christ sets you free from all pain, suffering. By the way, the Jesus said that very clearly. He said, deliver them from evil. The word evil is the Greek word ponderos, poverty and pain. Unless we say it, how can it be done? Come on, are you there? So I'm going to name things. Then you say with me this morning, we're going to declare together. We're going to say the blood speaks. The blood is against you. Are you with me? Come on, we have to say these things. We have to activate you as a body of Christ. Because every time you see it, you have to say to it, the blood is against you. When you see uh, bondage, you have to say the blood is against you. When you say sickness, you say, hey, sickness, the blood is against you. When you see poverty, you have to say, oh my God, the blood is against you. When you see jealousy, rage, anger, you have to say the blood is against you. If you see your children in rebellion, you say, hey, devil, the blood is against you. Are you there? So let's say that together. Let's, let's address the things. Let's speak to deliverance. Save me deliverance. The blood is for you. Bondage. The blood is against you. Divorce. The blood is against you. Sickness. The blood is against you. Poverty. The blood is against you. My past. The blood is against you. Principalities. Powers. Rulers of the darkness. Wickedness of high places. The blood is against you. In this day, I declare that the blood is for me and if the blood speaks for me I am bought by the blood I am redeemed by the blood I am saved by the blood I am a son and daughter by the blood my future is secure my past has been forgiven my feet is set upon the rock I am known in heaven my name is written in the book of life. I choose to believe in the power of the blood. 
of Jesus Christ. Come on now, give Jesus a mighty shout of praise. Come on. Come on, church, give the Lord a praise offering, a shout of praise. Hey everybody, lift your hands to the Lord. Lift your hands to the Lord. I, I, I want to give you instructions today. Jesus wants you free. Man, oh man. Father, right now, it's the people's, it's the people's hands, Lord, are lifted to you. Lord, I pray right now in this space, Lord Jesus, that we will start to believe that the blood speaks a better word. Jesus, right now, we start to give eviction notice to every devil. Every spirit that doesn't recognize you as Lord. I pray, Lord, that they will feel so uncomfortable in the presence of God. But from this moment, Lord, that your presence will fill vacuums and homes and houses. That your presence will infiltrate husbands, wives, children, workplaces, bodies right now. If you have a sickness or an infirmity in your body, I want you to place one, hair, one hand upon your head. Father, I pray to everybody that has a sickness or an infirmity in this place. We say to you now, right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, be healed. Let every sickness go under the power of the blood. Let every sickness disappear under the power of the blood. Satan, we bind you because you are bound. And Lord, I pray right now in this moment, Lord, across this auditorium, Lord, that people will start to receive your freedom that is bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood speaks a better word. Lord, Holy Spirit, start to fill this room right now. We just become aware of your presence, Lord, more and more as we receive freedom in Jesus' name. Pray with me this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, I receive the freedom that is in Jesus, that is available in Jesus. I accept the freedom that's in Jesus. And Lord, in this day, remove from me my sins as far as the east is from the west. Remove from me all that that keeps me away from my purpose and my calling in you this day this day i choose life and life abundantly in jesus name now give your king jesus a praise offering please come on that's my king Come on, He is your King. He is my King. He's the Deliverer. He's the Healer. He is the Unstoppable Force. Say with me this morning, that's my King. He's a Healer. He's a Redeemer. He's a Restorer. That's my King. Let's say it again. He's a Healer. He's a restorer. He's a redeemer. That's my king. Let's say it again. I want you to declare that. Say, He's a healer. 
He's a restorer. He's a redeemer. That's my king. Now say with me, he's a lover. He's a lion. He's a lamb. That's my king. He's in love of me. He's in love of me. That's my king. Yeah, come on, that's your king. Mine too. Father, we give you all the praise and all the glory. Jesus, we love you. We worship you in this place. You are welcome in this place, mighty God. You are welcome in this place. Abba Father, you're welcome in this place. You're welcome in this place. I pray, Jesus, that people will be aware. People will be aware that you are welcome in this place. Church, I hear the Lord say to me, I want to give you instructions. Is that okay? I feel the Lord say to me, I must say to you, the Bible says in John 17, Jesus says, my will is that the Father and I can come and make a home with you. God wants to come and make a home with you. He wants to come and live with where, where you're at. And the awesome thing is wherever you are, He can be. But I, I want you to start to make your homes places that He can be welcome at. Are you there? Moms, dads, fathers, listen to me this morning. I want you to take up, you see, what I mentioned earlier was birthed from the Spirit. God wants to set up strongholds in homes that's driven by His Holy Spirit. Are you there? So I want to encourage you this morning and I want to give you instructions in, in to do this. I'm going to tell you this morning, go as moms and dads, fathers, husbands, single moms. It doesn't matter if you're a mom alone, it's fine. You're the authority. If your husband is unsaved, we're going to pray him until he gets saved. It's, it's, it's bad news that he, it's, it's sorry for him that he married you because he is going to get saved. Are you there? But I want you to have authority in your homes. And it starts in the home. Revival looks like your home, by the way. And so I want you, I want you to go into your homes. And I want you to take oil. I want you to go into a bedroom. You anoint that bedroom. You say, in the name of Jesus Christ, I bind every devil, every evil spirit in this room, in the name of Jesus Christ. You anoint the window if you have to. We do it, whether we, you believe it or not, it's stuff we do, and I tell you, it is a God's spiritual value. We say in the name of Jesus Christ, no evil will come through this window. We bind every devil in this place in the name of Jesus Christ. Then I walk to my TV room, I do the same. I walk to my living room, I do the same. Then I walk to the four corners of my yard. I pray, I anoint my yard. I say in this place, there will not be a devil that will come over this wall. Not in human form, not in spirit form, nothing. I bind you, devil. Then I start to declare, I say, Father, I thank you that this house and this home and this yard will be a place where angels can come and rest, where your presence can be welcomed. But I make him feel at home where I stay because it's his. Are you guys okay? And so I want us to start there. I know it's very practical, but let's start somewhere with this. And you go into your homes.
and you, and you look at your home and you, and you anoint your place of dwelling in your, in your yard and you say, this is mine. And it's His. And let the Spirit of God start to rest there. Come on, are you guys okay? Can we do this? Can we start to do this? Then husbands, you take your wife, you anoint your wife, you pray over your wife. You say, you will be anointed by the Lord. You will be highly favored by God. In everything you do, you shall be accomplished. You will have no sickness, no infirmity, no, no poverty and no pain. I bind it as the head of the house. I loosen over your peace. I loosen over your joy. I loosen over your strength. Husbands, prophesy over your wives. Then moms and dads, you lay your hands on your children and you speak of your children and their future. My kids were babies when we started to write down their future and we started to declare when they sleep. We, we said, you will, have good, you will have a good future. You will not have bad friends. You will not have bad influences. You'll find your husbands quickly and well and they will be God-fearing men that will be filled with the power and the presence of God. We spoke into the future that you will never know poverty. You will not know certain things. We declare the word of the Lord. Why? Because we are the ones that have been placed in control. Are you there? So let's take up our rightful place as fathers and as moms and declare that the Lord is with us. Are you okay? Come on, give Jesus 10 seconds quickly again. Oh, praise be to the name. I love you very much in power. That's why I speak the truth for you. And I speak the truth to you. Because He wants to set you free. And so we will not negotiate what He bought. Amen. You're welcome to be seated just for a moment. Oh, don't you love church? Come on, bump your neighbor and say, I love church. Oh no, say it better. Bump your other neighbor say, hey, I love church. I want to play for you a video quickly for just for Durban. You have family now at the coast, and um, we. I just want to show you, and uh, then we're going to ask uh, Pastor Stephen to come. And you know, this weekend coming as well, we're going to have an awesome weekend. We have a miracle weekend coming this weekend, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, with uh, my good friend Daniel, uh, the toy, and with his wife Bia, and of Take the Nations, and we're just going to trust God for miracles. So next weekend we're gonna go there, but right now I want to show you just a video of uh, of Durban, and uh, and then we'll move from there. Amen.
Amen and amen. Can I ask you to quickly stand with me, please? And I want to take up the tithes and offerings this morning differently. And I want to pray for, I want to pray for the seeds, right? I want to just make you aware already, uh, 8 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 5 o'clock is our new service times, as you would have known. Um, and I just want you to look around. The 10 o'clock is, is kind of full already again. Uh, <laughs> So the first service was just like that. So I want, or a little bit different, but I want you just to note about our new times. God is growing and adding to the church quick and fast. Uh, it is the season for that. And before I'm going to pray for you for tithes and offerings, I want to just say this. Guys, we have entered church. We have entered a season of prayer. Over the last two years that I've led you, I said to you at various times, I will speak to you and I will say to you what's happening. And I said to you, there will be times of seriousness in the spirit. We have entered a season of prayer. It's happened. God is preparing things in the spirit realm. And we as a church have to pray. It's not just us. There are various places and pockets. You can see everybody started to pray. And nobody spoke to nobody. It's just we all know something the Lord is moving. And so I want to encourage you that currently we are praying online and um, on a, a Tuesday to a Friday, I'm leading that personally. So you, if, you don't ha if you're not on our databases, just get on it so that we can send you the links and the things. But then except for that, on a Tuesday night, 6 o'clock, I want you to come and pray that we can set the atmosphere right by prayer. Jesus lived the lifestyle of prayer and we have to as well. Amen? And so before we take up the tithes and offerings, I just want to pray for that, that we get to catch the spirit of prayer. Father, I want to pray. Lord, for all of us right now, Lord, that we will catch the spirit of prayer. And Lord, that we will not pray when we're in trouble, but that we will pray because it's a lifestyle. I want to ask you for that in Jesus' name right now, Lord. The power and the ability to pray in Jesus' name. As you're getting ready with your tithes and your offerings, I want you to take out your tithes and your offerings right now. And I know some of you will pay on digital form, but... Just maybe put a hand up for me like that. I just want to pray because as we're going to give this morning, we're going to give again into the vision of Durban because it can't just stop with Durban. We have to move to Cape Town. We have to move to PE. There's things that we need to finish as a church. Amen. And so I just want to pray for you this morning. I want to speak over the seeds. The seed always speaks to the ground, not never the other way around. And so as you tithe faithfully and offer this morning, I want you to understand what you're busy doing is that you're activating souls. And so Father, I want to pray this morning right now in this atmosphere of faith. Father, I thank you that as people give, as they tithe, as they offer, and as they sow seeds. Father, I want to thank you that each one of these are seen by you. They're currency of the kingdom. And Father, thank you. Thank you that we belong to your kingdom. Your kingdom is not in recession. Your kingdom is not in that. And Lord, we will not bow our knees to that. Father, I want to pray in this morning, Lord, as everybody, as everybody sows this morning and stays faithful in their tithes and their offerings. Father, I thank you that we can sow into the vision of Durban. Lord, continue to build out Jerusalem, which is Pretoria, and see the vision for also fulfill in Cape Town. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Can we go and... and uh, honor the Lord in our giving Year uh, stations in the front and at the back can we do so won't you go so and do so now thank you very much